Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Aspired Podcast. So in this podcast, we will be talking about all things fitness, mindset, and self-development related um, in order to help you become the best version of yourself. I hope that you leave these podcasts feeling inspired um, and also driven just to aspire for more in life. So today we have a special guest on the podcast. Um, he's actually from my home country as well, Auckland. <laughs> um, so welcome to the podcast, Joseph. It's nice to have you here. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Yeah, awesome. So I know that you've recently moved to Dubai, right? And it was mm -hmm. a big sort of career move and you've done a lot of incredible things in your life. Um, but how I'd like to start this podcast actually is just sharing some of you know your background story and where you come from. Um, I think you know for many of us, we see perhaps successful people nowadays and we don't realize what they've had to go through um, to get to where they are today. Mm -hmm. So tell me a bit more. I know that you've been arrested when you were in your 20s, had a very yep. different sort of uh, 20s versus now. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, it is a bit of a long story and I have been through, you know, I guess ups and downs in my life, yeah. uh, but it's all shaped me into who I am today, mm -hmm. I guess. When I was at school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, I had no goals, no ambitions. All I cared about was weekend mm -hmm. and eating lunch at school. Yeah. There was nothing outside of that. I didn't enjoy school. I enjoyed PE. That was about it. So I didn't really do well at school at all. Mm -hmm. I completely failed. Yeah. Um, past PE because I always loved anything to do with sports. Yeah. Funnily enough, I never enjoyed um, the weights room. Mm -hmm. Whenever we had weights room at school, I always forgot my gym clothes. Because <laughs> yeah. I was a skinny kid in class and I just, I was like, why would you lift weights? This is boring mm -hmm. and pointless. Anyway, um, at school, mm -hmm. just being completely lost, not knowing what I want to do, I ended up dropping out, leaving school because I mm -hmm. failed. I went and worked for my dad. Uh, my dad owned a food distributing business, mm -hmm. so I was packing food orders in a negative 18 mm -hmm. degrees freezer. Amazing. The worst thing you <laughs> yeah. could ever imagine. I don't <laughs> even know why I left school to go yeah. and do that. <laughs> uh, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. And then I started doing some delivery driving as well for him, delivering foods to restaurants and bakeries and all of that. How old were you? Uh, I would have been 17, okay, yeah. 18. Mm. Um, and yeah, just completely lost in life. No goals, no dreams. Mm -hmm. All I cared about was the weekend, going out, parties with my mates, mm -hmm. drinking, um, getting drunk, waking up and doing it all again. Mm. But during that time, um, my mum, she won a free gym trial. Mm. She didn't want it, so she gave it to me. I went along to the gym saw my mates there from school and it kind of became like a hangout place mm -hmm. where we just went and talked and hanged out at the gym I guess mm -hmm. even though I had no idea what I was doing I joined up to the gym after that just because it was the place to hang out started mucking around in the gym mm -hmm. saw some progress uh, once I noticed some progress I guess I found that little spark inside me that kind of like oh I can see some change mm -hmm. Which then inspired me to, you know, learn more about diet, more about training, and applying that to myself. Mm. Did that, started going through a somewhat decent transformation, started posting my pictures up online. Mm. Before social media, before Instagram, Facebook, all of that, this was on like bodyboarding.com forums. Yeah. Um, I went through what I think was a decent transformation. Mm. Um, and I started posting my pictures on bodyboarding.com forums. So people mm. started asking me for advice with meal plans, workout programs, mm -hmm. started helping them free of charge, mm -hmm. and it got to the point where so many people were asking me, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I like fitness, I like gym, 
Yeah. Went and got my qualifications, started working in the gym as a personal trainer, training clients one-on-one. At the same time, I was helping people online. Mm. Fast forward the story and um, zoom it up a little bit. The online stuff started getting very busy. Mm. Uh, and that's when I kind of made the decision to stop the in-gym personal training mm-hmm. and go 100% online. Mm-hmm. So then I focused all my energy into online, building myself and building a presence online. This is just on the bodyboarding forums. Yeah, yeah. Later on, um, Instagram came around and YouTube and all these other social media mm-hmm. platforms. And I knew that if I wanted to grow my business online, mm-hmm. I had to be out there and I had to get this exposure. So I started creating content, mm-hmm. um, putting it up online and fast forward 10 plus years here yeah. I am now. <laughs> Crazy. So what was that turning point that actually made you go like, holy crap, I need to change my life and actually do something for myself? Because I think for a lot of people, if they're in that position, it's very hard for them to have that kind of vision of being like, I can change my life. I can do something really great. Because mm-hmm. um, it's hard to see, I guess like, you know, you probably wouldn't have seen, you wouldn't have expected that you'd be here today, right? No. So it's very hard to like, without that goal, that vision, it's hard to be like, I know what I'm kind of going towards. So mm-hmm. what was it that pushed you to move forwards? Honestly, I never had a point in my life mm. where I was like, oh, I need to change. Mm. I was just I was just so caught up in my social life, mm. living for the weekends, getting drunk, going to the clubs, going to parties. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even think of mm. anything outside that you know, I thought, you know, earning a job where I was getting 60,000 New Zealand mm. per year was like oh, such a good job because mm. It's enough money. Like I I didn't really think outside the box, Mm. but it wasn't until I started my fitness stuff Mm. that I found that I enjoyed it. And I found how easy it kind of was to, I guess, make money in this online space. Mm. That's kind of what sparked the trigger in me. Mm -hmm. I saw potential and I saw the possibility of how much, you know, could be achieved in this online space. That's when my mindset started changing and yeah. I saw all these possibilities. But prior to that, I honestly, I, I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. I just, I didn't even think to think. Mm. I just lived for the weekends. Yeah. It's funny you say that because honestly, I completely relate. Um, you know, like in high school, even the first year of uni, it was pretty much just me like living in for the weekends as well, yeah. going out drinking, just almost like getting excited to be like, oh, what outfit am I going to wear next to the next night out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's true. You don't really think about all the other possibilities in life because you are just so carried away with all those distractions. Um, and it's inspiring because like, obviously you were probably one of the first who actually went into the online space, right? From PT mm-hmm. to online. Yep. What made you kind of realize like this is a market that I need to tap into when there was no one really doing it? Yeah, I... I didn't even realize mm, it yeah. was a market I needed to tap into. I just, yeah. I feel like I, I got a little bit lucky. Mm. Um, I, I, I knew there was potential, mm. but I didn't, I wasn't at the gym mm. thinking, oh, well, I can go online and I can create this massive company. Mm-hmm. I literally just saw the potential because people were coming to me asking for advice. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed training. I enjoyed learning about diet mm. and I enjoyed helping people with, training and their diet Mm. so when I was doing that online Mm. I was enjoying what I was doing and it wasn't even me thinking how big this could be or how great this could be or how many people I could help I just was doing it because I enjoyed it and I kind of by default fell in this line of fitness um, which later on I guess yeah turned into my passion and now my career yeah 
Do you believe in fate? Because from the sound of things and having spoken to a lot of other people who run their own businesses, it's almost like their business sort of fell into their laps. And then obviously they had to drive the like work ethic and then took it to, you know, beyond where it was. But do you feel like maybe it's also fate being like, this is actually what I was meant to be doing anyways? Yeah, I, I believe in a little bit of fate. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's got to be hard work and um, drive in mm -hmm. you. But prior to me finding what I, I liked, I didn't have any drive or motivation. Yeah. Yes, I was serious about my sport. Um, I was very big into football, playing soccer, skateboarding. You know, I was very, very competitive. Mm -hmm. And I put a lot of hard work into training. Um, but when it came to actual work, there was no satisfaction for me. So I didn't have that hard work instilled in me yeah. to try and do something great. It wasn't until I saw the potential that mm -hmm. sparked that something can be done here. Mm -hmm. And I knew in order to achieve that, I had to put in the work and the hours. And then by doing that, you see better results. Mm -hmm. And by seeing better results, it motivates you more to put in more hard work. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a big positive feedback loop. Yeah. It sounds like um, there's a lot of you know light energy there. So when we talk about obviously like motivation, for a lot of people, there's a lot of dark energy, right? It's like mm -hmm. you're running away from something, maybe it's childhood traumas or never feeling like you were good enough. Do you feel like that drives you and your business or is it actually just all this abundance where it's like, I just see what I could do, so I'm going to keep going? Because you must get to a point where it's almost like, well, I am really successful. I have everything that I kind of need anyways. Like what is now pushing you forwards further? Yeah, it's, it's honestly love for what I do mm -hmm. and enjoyment in what I do. Yeah. Uh, I've said this many times. Touch wood, throw my life, mm. um, you know, throw my family, throw everything. Mm. If I had 100 billion, I would still be doing what I do mm. every single day because I love, I love what I do. Mm. Um, I don't need to find motivation to do what I do. Yeah. I've said this on a few other podcasts. Um, mm. I feel like a broken record repeating mm. it. But yeah. when it comes to motivation, mm. like a lot of people ask me, oh, how do I get this motivation to do this every single day? Mm. And I relate it back to a young kid. If you're a young kid and you love playing PlayStation, mm. you don't have to wake up in the morning yeah. and find motivation to go mm. and play PlayStation. Mm. You just wake up in the morning and you go and play PlayStation mm. because you love playing PlayStation. Yeah. Same thing with me. I don't have to find motivation to do what I do. Mm. I just wake up and I go and do what I love to do. <laughs> and it's, yeah, that's my life. And I'm blessed to be able to love and enjoy what I do every single day. Yeah. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So yep. obviously, yes, there's motivation, but we can't always rely on motivation, right? There's still going to be those days where you wake up and it's the last thing you want to do, go to work. You have all these maybe other temptations. Mm -hmm. So then when, dis when does discipline come in? Because obviously with the PlayStation um, example, yes, that's, you know, that is just instant gratification, right? Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to wake up and not be like, oh, I want to play PlayStation. But I would say work is very different or maybe training, going to the mm -hmm. gym, sticking to a diet, that's very different. You can love training, you can love, you know, this lifestyle, but there are still going to be days where it's hard. How do you get through that? I think I'm in love with self-progression yeah. and results. Mm. And because that feels good for me, that's the underlying factor which secretly gives me that motivation mm. to go and do that because I know the reward and I know the results that I get from that. Mm. But, um, yeah, it is... I honestly... I think in the last 10, 12, 15 mm. years, yeah. I'm really trying to think. I don't think there has been a single day in my life that I have thought I don't want to do this and I can't be bothered doing this. Yeah. I swear. Yeah. 
Not a single day. You've never had one of those days where you're like, <clears> I'm just so tired and there's just, I'm throwing things at a wall and it's just not sticking. Because I feel like for many of us, we do go through phases of business where it's like, I feel like I'm giving 150%. And for some reason, things aren't turning the way, like turning out the way I expect them to. Yeah, I guess there's always been hard points and there's been sticking points and there's been obstacles and there's been hurdles. Mm. But because I just enjoy what I do, I haven't thrown in the white white towel, you know, I've just I've just kept going. And it's almost like I'm at a point now where, yeah, I put out a lot of problems every day and Mm. put a lot of fires, but it's it's almost part of the job and part of the excitement. Um. I almost feel good when I'm flustered and I'm like, yeah. oh, there's, there's so much things to do. Yeah, oh, yeah. this is broken. Like, it's just, it's like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And if I didn't have that, I would just feel like so like mm. lost. What am I doing? I, I haven't been bored mm. in as long as I can remember. Honestly, I don't know I feel what that. bored feels like. Yeah. <laughs> when, people, when people tell me they're bored, I'm like, yeah. have you seen my to-do list? Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... I don't know. That's how I explain it. Yeah, I completely feel that. I remember um, I had a call with a client actually and she was like, oh, I struggle with like eating when I'm bored. And I think I was just like, you know, let's change the narrative. Like it's so amazing that you get time to be bored. So now let's utilize that. Like you have the spare time. What are you going to do with it? Because I wish I had more time in my days, right? Because yeah, I've never been bored. Um, and I think even like when you said, you know, you love all the challenges, I think it's about actually appreciating that that comes with business and leaning into that discomfort. Mm-hmm. Like almost being like, I know it's going to be hard. And because you know it's going to be hard, it's okay to go through it. Um, whereas I think maybe a lot of people have unrealistic expectations to mm. be like, if I start a business or if I start a fitness journey, it should be smooth sailing because that's what they see like on social media. Because, you know, from the outside, I could look at your social media and be like, oh my God, he's crushing it. Like super easy. You know, all his content is amazing. He's got this massive team. Well done. Um, and then for someone else starting their fitness journey or their business, they might be like, oh my God, why is it so difficult for me? If I think people don't actually understand, you don't see all the struggles that we go through. Maybe the days where you're like, oh my God, this is a headache. Yeah. And I, don't, I think people don't see that the hours of work that goes in. Like they think, oh, I want to be an entrepreneur or whatever Mm. it is. I want to have my own business because they're thinking they want to do that because they don't want to have to work a nine to five. (laughs) But you you do that and you're literally working nine to nine. (laughs) Like there is no, there's no switching off. It's it's on all the time. So you end up working more than what you ever would any other way. But I think a lot of people get into wanting their own business Mm. because they think they can work less. Yeah. Which is not true. That is true as well. And I feel like a lot of people don't recognize, you know, how much work they have to actually put in as well, right? Because again, you see what, you see the lifestyle that someone's living. You're like, oh, wow, they get to work from the beach. But it's like, that's actually just like the most unrealistic thing. It's just, it doesn't work <laughs> working working from the beach. Um, and, sorry. Mm. And people's level of attempting something mm. is so like the bars down here now. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've been giving people advice, you know, here and there. Mm. And someone, you know, was telling me that, oh, they haven't had much luck with doing the Instagram DM outreach. I was like, oh, how many did you send? And they said, oh, about 10 messages. Yeah. I'm like, 10? No one replied, so I stopped. And you're like, oh, my God. I would send 40 <laughs> in the morning, 40 at lunch, and 40 in the yeah. evening, seven days a week for months and months and months yeah. before I even got anyone to help me. Yeah. I'm like, I've sent thousands out. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. you can't tell me you've sent 10 and got no reply by the same day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just, Yeah. It's like unrealistic expectations. Um, I was watching a YouTube video actually about someone cold calling. Um, they were working like the agency space and it was just like, it was incredible. Like eye opening, just seeing how many no's they were getting. But then every time they go, no, but oh, cool. Onto the next. I mean, that's kind of the resilience you do need to build, right? Like just onto the next, onto mm-hmm. the next. If it doesn't work, keep going. Yep. Um, and like, if we move that to say someone's fitness journey, that 
easily translates to your fitness journey, right? Like things sometimes aren't going to work and you just have to keep going. Um, tell me a bit about your fitness journey. Like what would you tell, say, Joseph 20 years ago or 10 years ago with what you know now? Um, honestly, I think everything is a learning process, mm -hmm. even the mistakes that you make. Yeah. Um, I know when I was younger, I used to be, I guess, a little bit too strict mm -hmm. with my diet. Yeah. Um, like, you know, to the point where I wouldn't even have like sauce or mm -hmm. something. I just too over thinking, oh, I can't do that because it'll, it might have helped me mm. because I set those, you know, boundaries for myself and it gave me that discipline and that willpower yeah, to stick yeah. to it. Um, but apart from that, I think everything else, mm. it is a learning factor and it does change you into the person that you are today. Mm. So I wouldn't really change anything. Um, yeah, even if I give myself some advice, it's, I don't have any advice to give myself because the way that I did it, mm. I think I did it in the best way, Good. learning from my own mistakes. Yeah. Um, I put in work so I couldn't say work harder. Mm. So yeah, I, I wouldn't give myself any advice. I think it's just a learning process in of itself. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, um, for a lot of people, I think when they start their fitness journey, it's almost like they almost go into like disordered eating behaviors right mm -hmm. um because of how strict you have to be and then yeah over time you realize that you can have a lifestyle still look really great and still feel really great yep i remember when i first started i did think like you know there were certain foods i could eat certain foods i couldn't eat yep. it was almost like orthorexia where i was like oh if this is like if it has refined sugars i'm avoiding it mm -hmm. but for some reason i could have coconut sugar or almond flour but i yep. couldn't have like white flour and it's crazy to think there are still so many people nowadays that believe that stuff what do you feel like um what do you feel like is the biggest BS right now in the fitness industry that you just wish like people could wake up and be like, oh crap. <laughs> yeah, well, it's so true. Like I was, at one point in my life, mm. I honestly thought I shouldn't be eating grapes because they have sugar. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, just and ridiculous like, things. Now me thinking back, I was like, man, I'm stupid. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. But that's, if you search on Google, mm. all the answers are there. But for some reason, if you search on Google, how to lose weight, mm. it gives you the it's detox bizarre. teas and mm. these the most random answers you could mm. get that is, and that's why people are confused because there is no clear answer. Mm. Um, yeah, there is so much misinformation out there. Mm. And I think, yeah, there is, especially in the fitness industry, there's just so much. And I think, yeah, there's like a million different things I could go down. Like, oh, you can't have carbs or you can't, um, do this certain rep range if you want to gain muscle. Mm. You can do anything and everything. Yeah. It just depends on how you shape it according to your goal. Mm. I've got lean with over 400 grams of carbs yeah. per day in my diet. It's just about calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm also a big fan of keto. Mm. It's not because I'm scared of carbs. Mm. It's because keto offers another benefit. Yeah. It's about using tools in the toolbox. Mm. Um, but I think people get too caught up on good foods and bad foods mm -hmm. when they technically isn't good foods and bad foods there's just a i guess a good diet and a bad diet mm -hmm. if you take into consideration total calories and your yeah. macros protein carbs fats mm -hmm. at the end of the day when it comes to weight loss you need to be in a deficit mm -hmm. when it comes to putting on size or gaining fat it's a surplus yeah um 
but yeah, it's it's a hard one, the fitness industry, because there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is because that's how a lot of people earn money, right? Like all the marketing towards mm-hmm. certain fad diets and pills and all that. You'd be surprised like how much money goes into it. Yep. Um, so, you know, if you have all this information on Google, even ChatGPT, you know, mm-hmm. ChatGPT can write out programs now, right? Like yep. workout programs and all that. Why would you bother hiring a trainer or like a coach? Because I think people want to buy from people. Mm. We've done it for years. There's been free YouTube, there's been free yeah. workouts on YouTube for mm. the last 20 years or however long YouTube's been here, 10 mm-hmm. years. People want to buy from people. Mm-hmm. So they want to buy from this person or this person or this person. Mm. So I think chat GTP will have its place. AI will have its place. But people at the end of the day are still going to come to people. Yeah. Um, and also even for that accountability aspect. Mm. They want to feel part of a group. They want to feel yeah. part of a community. They want that one-on-one personal touch. Mm. So, yeah, I think people buying from people will always be there. Yeah, for sure. And I think another factor is like, yes, you could have those plans for now, but then like, is that actually going to work for you? Like what happens when, you know, your body adapts? Like how are you going to overcome certain mm-hmm. challenges? Like even like limiting beliefs, right? Because, you know, I think for a fitness journey, it's not actually the plan, the nutrition, the workouts that someone's lacking, but it's rather actually their own self-belief to get to their goals. Because, yep. you know, like for so many people, they see their weight drop and they're like, okay, cool. And then as soon as it plateaus or it goes up, they're like, crap, mm-hmm. Th- like throws everything out the window and restarts. And yep. that's not what AI or any sort of guide, generic guide or YouTube video could help you with, but rather a coach or someone who's actually going to change like, you know, your internal beliefs and your mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Even when you talk about like, you know, building confidence and all that, so much of it is that inner work. Would you say that, you know, when you look at the physical transformation and the internal transformation, even with your clients for your own journey, a lot of it's actually more the mental rather than the physical? Yep. And they almost have to trust the process and mm. trust the journey first yeah. to see those initial results. Mm. Once they see those initial results, that's what sparks, uh, oh, wow, this actually does work. Yeah, I'm going to stick to this. And that's when they get better results. But often people don't see results straight away. Mm. They feel, I guess, disheartened. They lose their motivation. Mm. And it's easy to break the diet then because they haven't seen any progress. But mm. they just have to trust the process and be patient Mm -hmm. stick to something for at least two weeks yeah but people have a very hard time at doing that like there are so many people out there that Mm. will purchase a meal plan and a workout program don't use it not even start (laughs) on day one yeah why do you think that's the case they've invested as well yeah so financially they're committed but the idea is great yeah yeah the idea is great and they want to do it Mm. but they can't like my dad has asked for a meal plan over 50 times yeah. from me. I've given yeah. him like 20. Yeah. Hasn't, he hasn't started one. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it depends how important it is to someone. Mm. Um, you know, if it's important enough, you will do it. Yeah. If not, it's just a great idea. Yeah. See, that's why I talk about like dark energy, right? Because I feel like for a lot of people with their fitness journey, they need some sort of pain or else it's very hard to go towards just abundance to be like, I'm already in a decent shape, but I just want to get better. Or they could be somewhat out of shape, but if that pain and big, big sort of why isn't there, it's very hard to drive Mm -hmm. them. I was listening to this podcast when I was actually doing my marathon and they were talking about the study with rats. And it was like, when you put the smell of cheese in front of a rat, they're going to run. But when you put the smell of cheese and then the smell of a cat behind them, they're going to run 10 times faster because it's that dark energy, right? It's like that Mm. fear. Just like with people as well, I guess it's like some people just don't have that dark energy. Yeah. And then they're just stagnant. They're just stagnant. Yeah. Yeah. And Tony Robbins actually said it good once. He mm-hmm. said, your your should-dos mm-hmm. have to become your must-dos. Yeah. Oh, I should go to the gym. Mm. 
oh, I should get on a diet. Mm. Oh, I should lose 10 kgs. Once your should do's become your must do's, oh, I must go to the gym today. Yeah. Oh, I must stick to my diet. Mm. I must lose 10 kgs. Yeah. That's when it actually happens and you get results. Yeah. How do you shift the should to the must though? Because that's the hard part, right? For a lot mm -hmm. of people. Yeah. You, it just has to be important enough for you. Yeah. If it's not, like, I will, like, I would love to be able to play guitar, mm. but, but it's just it's not, not important enough, enough for yeah. me to go and get guitar lessons. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ask me, would I want to play guitar? I'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. But for me to go and do that's not important enough. So you have to figure out how to make it important enough for you. So. Mm. Why do you want to lose 10 kgs? Why do you want to look like this? Mm. Is it to look good at the beach? Is it to look good at the pool? Is it to get better health? Is it mm. to be able to be more fitter and be able to play with your kids? Yeah. So understand the why and the reason and then make that more important than you, all your excuses. Yeah. For guys, actually, this is interesting because I obviously only work with females. What's the biggest why for guys? For me, I know for females, it's always like confidence mm -hmm. and more that internal sort of dialogue and how they feel about themselves and yes obviously how they look in front of others what is it for guys is it also the same thing like i actually just want some self-love and confidence and all that woohoo stuff as well yeah i think guys will say a lot of different answers but mm. i think for 90 percent, 95 percent of them it's to attract females mm -hmm. or to be more respected with their boys like mm. you know if someone's big and he's strong he's like the alpha male he just mm. instantly gets respect yeah it's like you're, you're earn, it's like a badge, you know, you've earned of it. Honor, yeah. Of honor, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the underlying factor mm. for guys. Yeah. They want to, yeah, look better to attract females mm. and, yeah, be more respected around their mates. Mm. They ever say to you, like, I just want better health? Because, no. yeah, right. It's funny because uh, when I first started, obviously, my journey, I was like, oh, I think just people just go to the gym because they just want to look better. Yeah. And then over time, what I've realized is at least with like my niche, a lot of them are just like, I just actually want better health, mm -hmm. better energy for my kids to be able to keep up with my kids. And it was almost like this, like, it was really refreshing to hear this because again, like for most people, they see fitness as, I just want to look better for the boys or for the girls. <laughs> yeah. you know, I want to look sexy in a bikini, but it's like, there's actually so much more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I honestly think everyone's initial, well, not everyone's, but like yeah. majority of people's initial mm. is to look better and get that confidence. Yeah. But you know, it's not even a bad thing. Like getting, looking better, feeling confident, mm. it transitions into every other aspect of your life. Yeah. If you feel better and you look better and you're more confident, mm. you know, the way you act at work, the way you act with your friends, you're just going to be a better person because you feel better about yourself. Yeah. So you're pushing that good energy out onto other people. Yeah, for sure. And now if we just, um, if we just touch on like obviously coming from Auckland and now coming to Dubai, I know a lot of it's probably like, it's such a big difference, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So what would you say is the biggest difference <coughs> now moving here and in hindsight, would you have moved earlier? Yes, yeah. definitely I would have moved earlier. That's one, I don't regret anything in life. Mm -hmm. And I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life and I reg regret a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I try not to regret them. Yeah. Uh, because it's not, it's, regret's not a good like mindset to be in. Mm -hmm. But if I could change something, I would have moved to Dubai earlier. Yeah. Yeah, New Zealand's amazing. It's a beautiful country. My friends, my family are there. Um, great nature, green grass, but it, I feel like it is very slow, not much happening. I felt I got to a point where I was stale and just not making things happen. Um, it's hard to network and connect with people just because it's such a small country. Yeah. We're at the end of the world. Moving to Dubai, it's completely different. 
much better and much easier to connect with people, to network with people, to create content with people, to collab with people. Dubai's also a city in the middle of the world, mm -hmm. so people are always coming in, so I can meet people from all around the world mm -hmm. where no one comes to New Zealand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> never, unless they've got like a grandma there that they're coming yeah, to visit. Yeah. Otherwise, there's no real reason because we're so far away. Mm. So it's just putting me in the right place where I need to be and the people I need to be around. And just being around the right people mm. by default will make you a better person. Because yeah. like they say, you become like the five closest people that you hang out with. Mm -hmm. And not to say that people that I hang out with in New Zealand are, are bad, but mm. like if you're hanging around with people that are really ambitious and motivated and driven and trying yeah. to do better and be better and working on personal growth, mm. by default, you're going to be like that. If you hang around people that, you know, are lazy, don't really care, um, just going through life, floating through life, mm. by default, you'll come like that. Mm. I'm not saying that's what it was in New Zealand. I've got mm. amazing friends there, but in the bigger scheme of things, mm. it's just a small country. It's a beautiful country, but it's a small country mm. and it was just small for what I'm trying to achieve. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if I knew what Dubai was like, I probably would have also moved earlier. Because mm -hmm. um, as you said, like New Zealand is incredible, but it's very easy to become complacent, I think. Mm. And the ceiling's a lot lower. Yeah. I think once you start on that journey of obviously like personal development and wanting to become better, there is no limit to it. Mm -hmm. So it gets to a point where it almost like your environment becomes your limit because you want to become better, but nothing around you is really supporting that or you can't see people who are doing better than you, so you actually don't know what you could aspire mm -hmm. to become, right? 100%, mm. that's so true. And it just motivates you to try yeah. and do better and be better. Yeah. It's just like a shark. If you put a great white shark in mm. a, a fish tank, it won't grow to its full size yeah. because of its environment. Mm. But if you put it in the ocean, it'll grow to its full size. Mm. And that's the same with us. I feel like we're just a little bit restricted in New Zealand with yeah. what we could do and how much we could achieve through our own minds and our mm. belief system. And when you do come here to Dubai and you see the different level that people are at, mm. it kind of opens your own mind. It's like, wow, th that's possible? Yeah. <laughs> Which makes you believe it. And belief is the underlying thing that makes you achieve anything. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I remember when I first started online coaching, I had no idea that you could actually run like an online business. Like I had such a limiting belief. Um, and that's why I stayed in my corporate for a while. I was like, there's no way that you could create a business from Instagram. Like absolutely no way. Mm, yep. <laughs> I mean, I think, again, like your circle sort of influences you and see people around you doing great things, but then you're like, oh my gosh, if they can, why can't I, right? So it is so important, like the people that you hang, hang around with are going to influence you and they're going to determine, I guess, where you're going to be in like the next five years. Yep. Um, nothing, and there's nothing wrong with like people who are just comfortable where, they are, where yeah, they're at. Exactly I think it's, wrong, I think it's yeah. a blessing disguise sometimes because it can be quite demanding, always wanting more, right? And being mm -hmm. in your position. <coughs> do you feel like that perhaps sometimes your family or your friends, um, do you feel like there's some sort of sacrifices that you do have to make because you're so driven to become better constantly? Um, yeah, I guess there is some sacrifices that I make. I don't know them off the top of my head, but maybe like, um, I guess maybe not hanging out with my brothers as much. Yeah. Not that I would ever turn it down or anything, mm. but it's just because I'm so go, 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 go with lots of things yeah. happening it kind of gets pushed to the side. Mm. Um, but, you know, if you want something to happen, you can always make time for whatever. It's just about putting yeah. that aside. And, yeah, I wouldn't say there's any, like, major sacrifices. Mm. Like, I haven't had to say, oh, I can't ever do this again to yeah. achieve this. Yeah. 
I always find ways to work around things. Yeah. And I think in life, like if you do have something, something that you really want to achieve, you do have to sacrifice some other things, right? It's like when you say yes to one thing, you're going to have to say no to some other things. It mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's forever. Yep. But I'm a big believer that like it's not that balance that we need, but more harmony. So mm -hmm. some things are going to have to give while we're pushing for other things. Yep. And there's always time where you can kind of like, you know, level things out. But it just depends on what phase you're in at life at the yep. moment. And I think it's good to go through those different phases yeah. as well. Um, you know, even with achieving the physique that you want, mm, yeah. yes, you have to go through a phase where calories are low, mm. but it's to get this result. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do that forever, mm. but, you know, certain times it just, things have to change in order to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. And that goes with anything. And the problem is a lot of people aren't willing to have that temporary sacrifice, right? It's like with a the diet, they get a bit hungry. They're like, nah, this... This is this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And it's like, look, you're not have you don't have to feel hungry forever. You don't have to diet forever. But if you can just get it done with mm -hmm. and do it properly, you'll never have to diet again. Yep. But because most people give it like fifty percent of their effort, they're always in that constant kind of fifty percent where they're always somewhat dieting and never able to like fully live their best life. But mm -hmm. they're also not actually going, you know, full, you know, tunnel vision towards their diet. Yeah. And that's right. People they don't give a hundred percent. A lot yeah. of people operate in like twenty percent. Yeah. Like if you had to lose. 10 kgs mm. and the result was something serious like yeah. you die if you don't lose 10 kgs then yes you're going to find a way to lose yeah. 10 kgs you know um it's just because the reason isn't great enough mm. so their level of effort given to achieve that yeah. is like 15 20 percent yeah and i also think nowadays people are just way too comfortable in just being comfortable because everything's so easily accessible, everything's on demand that i think almost we aren't as resilient anymore as human beings mm. we really aren't we've become really soft you know, <laughs> that, that's so true. And exactly yeah. what you said, everything's so easily available. Mm. When I was working at the gym as a personal trainer, mm. I didn't have much money. Mm. I remember like I was buying cans of tuna and rice. So mm. my diet was easy to stick to because mm. I couldn't really afford yeah. anything else. But now that I've, I've got a bit of money and mm. I'm in Dubai and uh, we've got Deliveroo and Instashop, mm. there's no reason I can't order burgers and pizzas or yeah. ice cream and whatever I want at any time mm -hmm. because convenience yeah. money is not an issue to buy burgers and that. Yeah. <laughs> but it was when i was 17 yeah yeah um and it can be delivered so mm. it is a lot harder now mm. to be able to you know say no to things where when you were 17 didn't have much money it was yeah. easy because all i could eat was tuna rice yeah <laughs> do you feel like that 17 year old self is also what kind of drives you now to continue pushing for more because you never want to kind of go back to that or you never want to feel like you're back in that self yeah, um, I, I guess I never was struggling as such, mm. but there was points where, you know, there was things that I wanted and I couldn't afford. Yeah. Um, I've always been, you know, inspired by people with like supercars. Mm. So whenever I saw that and I was a young kid, it would kind of be like, oh man, that's so awesome. How did he get that? What does he do? Yeah, yeah. I want to know who's driving it. Like I was really incurious, yeah. like curious. And for me... It like inspired me and motivated me. I was like, yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. Mm. I want that. Yeah. By default, a lot of people see that and they're like, oh, what an asshole, what a prick. Yeah, no, like, it's inspiring. Where does that, where right? does that like mindset come yeah. from? Like when you were like, what age does that change? Like when you were mm. a six-year-old kid and you saw someone in a Lamborghini, you're like, oh my God, cool. Yeah. But when you get to a certain age, people go sour. Mm. I think it's because they gave given up on their own dreams, but mm. they go sour and they see it and they're like, Oh, look at that prick, oh that show off. Yeah. It's yeah. like, where does that 
transition happen? <laughs> it's because, you know, they're not willing to put in that much effort or work and maybe they've tried something and it's failed. So it's almost like, again, that sour taste because they're like, I want that. They yeah. really do. But they feel like they just can't get there. So now they're just going to hate on people who are exactly. there, right? But that's never going to get you anywhere. It's no, like you never. don't look at someone and hate on them for what they have. You look at them and be like, you know what? If you can do it, I can do it too. Exactly. You use it as inspiration. Mm. And yeah, a six-year-old is never going to see someone in Lambo and think, oh, you prick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They'd be like, inspired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's once they get to a point where they've given up on themselves, it's like their default mechanism to help them cope, I think. But mm. instead of, um, yeah, instead of trying to like push someone down, you should mm. use their success to lift yourself up and be inspired by that. Yeah. You know, I ask that because um, I've spoken about like inner child with a lot of people. And for many like entrepreneurs, it is that inner child and that fear of going back to maybe the traumas that they've experienced that really pushes them forwards. Um, and personally, like growing up in New Zealand, when my parents came over, they had absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So I remember like, you know, every holiday or every mufti day, which obviously when we didn't yep. have to wear uniform, I literally had nothing to wear. And that was just like, so just like anxiety inducing. Cause I'd walk like to school with my school shoes. My friends would be like, why are you wearing your school shoes on mufti oh. day? And I was like, because I forgot. Um, so a big part of like, I guess like why I'm so driven, I'll speak to my friend about this is because I just don't want to go back there and I yeah. don't want my kids to ever feel that way. Um, but again, I remember like, you know, my friends would go on holidays and I could never do that. And again, like I wouldn't look at them and be like, oh, you prick for going away on holiday, going to Fiji. But I'd be like, oh my God, like I want that. I'm going to work hard so I can do that. Um, so it's interesting you say then, you know, as we grow older, a lot of people now just kind of deflect the idea of that mm -hmm. they could get there. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, what changes if they achieve it or if they don't. Yeah. So because you had the positive mindset to that, I don't mm. want to go back to that. I want to achieve that. Mm. That's why you've gone on and achieved that instead yeah. of being that sour person that looks down on all that. Exactly. Amazing. Cool. Well, it was lovely, obviously, just talking all things fitness and business with you. Super mm -hmm. inspiring to see, obviously, how far you've come. And honestly, like, you're such a big inspiration for me as well. Because I think there's not many Kiwis who kind of, you know, do this much with their life and kind of, do these ambitious things because again it's such a it's a beautiful place and you can become you can have like such a comfortable lifestyle not pushing yourself to the edge and like mm -hmm. moving countries and doing all this stuff um so it's been really inspiring obviously just knowing you and seeing how far you've come um so yeah thank i'm just you. gonna wrap up the podcast here thank you for coming on and thank you all for listening and just tuning in um now you can find me also on youtube if you're watching watching on youtube thank you and subscribe um and i'll see you guys next week and thank you very much for having me it's been great to be here uh, and just likewise, you've inspired me a lot mm. as well. You probably don't realize, yeah. but with how great you've done with the audience that you've built. Yeah. So Thank you. keep up the good work. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs>